My name is Lionel Arthur, and my wife was given less than a year to live. Once again, this is David Ferrugio on Dead Talks. We're on another episode with a new friend of mine who just came to Los Angeles from Bakersfield. I know him from the real estate industry, and I knew I had to have him on because he has a tremendous story that I'm excited to chat about. Arthur, Lionel Arthur. Lionel, thank you so much for being here. Um, I just want to jump right into it. Please tell us who we're remembering and who we're going to talk about, and let's go from there. Um, well, uh, I constantly on a regular basis, remember my dad. Um, he's always in my thoughts, uh, lost him about three years ago. Uh, and just recently my wife was, uh, given her expiration date. Unfortunately, uh, she's been battling breast cancer for about three years and recently come to find out that the chemo is no longer working. So they gave her about 10 months. Ten months. So this was two years ago. You said, right? Um, no, she. This was just recently that she was told that we. She has about a year or less than a year. Um, she's been battling breast cancer for about three years. Um, it started in one breast, and then uh, they had the mastectomy, uh, chemo, radiation, everything, and then it spread to the other breast. So, so it's like on. It's a endless battle. So it's like. Um, it's now at that point where it's there's nothing else to do you know i mean she can either spend the rest of her time fighting it being sick from chemo and and all the uh, treatments or uh she can live her life whatever's left of it so and she chose to live her life yeah so you said a second ago you started remembering your father yeah so revert back to that because i remember you told me that this kind of happened not simultaneously but rather pretty close yeah uh i would i would say about a month in between um i had lost my father uh he had passed away uh, from a massive heart attack and i i went i went spiraling down um i he was my best friend you know and i you it's it's Someone doesn't really know until they actually lose somebody that's really close to them, whether it be a friend, a sibling, a father, mother, whatever. Um, it, it doesn't matter what role they are. It's how close they are. And he was very close. He and I were very close. And when I lost him, I kind of lost it a little bit. And I, I broke down and I, you know, went through all the, the stages. And about a month after that, uh, my wife was diagnosed with breast cancer. Just out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. She found a big lump and we were like, oh, and then so it was just like, bam, bam, no time to mourn. Here you go. You know? Right. So it was a month after your father passed. Yeah. She was diagnosed. And then what is that mindset in a sense of, not that you forget that your dad just died. Right. Right. But where is your mindset in that aspect of accepting this and letting go of that? You know, there, I, it's kind of like you have three options. You know, um, everybody in life, they're traveling a path and something can come along and knock them off that path, whatever it is and how the severity of it is. Um, One of three options, you can get knocked down, get back up and continue down the same path, get knocked down, stand up and find a better path, you know, that that's a better life, a better perspective or get knocked down and stay down, you know, and. I chose to get back up and choose a better path, you know. What about her? She is 
very much more strong. <laughs> she's way stronger than I am. So her path is already um, better. Um, she's accepted it. Um, she's she knows that her family's okay, and I think that was the biggest thing. Um, if I think, I mean, at first, she obviously she doesn't want to go. Nobody does. Nobody wants to die. But she realized that there's obviously something more for her, you know, and, and like for all of us. And it, it, it's inevitable. I mean, we all are dying. Right. It's just when, you know. So I think she's at a point now where she's, she's ready. She's tired of being sick. She's tired of hurting. Um, so she decided that this is it. You know, I'm. So when did she make that decision? I'm saying, so she get, you get, what's the process? You get diagnosed and what, what's your mindset then? And then what is the timeline to now? Like, what is that process? You know what? Um, I don't, I don't think there's, anybody has a specific timeline. Ours was, you know, we were told, um, the doctor had said that, you know, you have less than a year. It is going to take you, uh, chemo's not working. And once you process all that, it's kind of like, okay, now we could take that and let it destroy us or we could take it and embrace it accept it and then put it away and then keep moving forward you know put it away not necessarily like avoid it or hide it um but that's not going to be our direction we're not going to be like yeah you know we're not going to be like okay well you're dying so now i'm going to treat you like you're dying you know, and that's, I think, where we are with it. It's like, I don't, she knows she's dying. I know she's dying. And I know she's going to die. But I'm not going to talk to her like she's dying. Because right. a lot of people start getting that mindset like, oh, my gosh, you're sick. I need to, I need to baby you. I need to, uh, oh, go lay down. Go, uh, you know. dog. Right. And it, it's, like I said, it, it changes your perspective. Everything changes your perspective. But. It's how you take that perspective and what you do with it. And we decided that, like, uh, like I was telling you, I want to live. You know, I want her to live. And even if it's 10 months, even, I could die on the way back to my room. You could have died on the way here. On the way here, and you wouldn't have even had it. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's no telling when our expiration date is. We just happen to know hers. So, okay, if she, let's say she has 10 months. Say she has a year. Say she surpasses it. Are, are we going to live that year um, crying every day, um, moping around, depressed, sulking? Or are we going to get out there and be like, you know what? I'm going to make this awesome. Which led to your decision to leave Bakersfield. Tell me about that. Yeah. So we were, we were talking it over. Having the talk, you know, uh, what now? Uh, what? Which she made you have this conversation. She's the one that's. She brought it up, and she brought it. Yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she, she. I think it was probably weighing on her, like, um, you know, almost like she was wanting to understand and and make sense of what we were about to do, you know, and. Yeah, I, she's, she's made the comments, you know, you're going to remarry, you, you know, you'll move on, you'll go on, you'll remarry. And I, I told her, you know, honestly, I, I don't think I will. And it, it's not because like, oh, I lost love, you know, I love her, to, love her to death, but no pun intended. Um, <laughs> so it's your fault. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, but um, it's like, it's a different feeling once you get to this point and, and this age, it's like, okay, that's not my focus. 
my focus was, what am I going to do? What do I want to do? And now she's embraced that. Go do what you want to do. You know, I want to know on my way out, if I, if I leave in 10 months or less, I want to know on my way out that you're going to be okay. You're going to be happy in the best way possible. And mine was go to real estate, sell real estate full time and move to LA and do it. And so, so she kind of pulled it out of you. Yeah. Yeah. She, she, she presented it to me knowing that that's what I want to do. Cause I've always talked about moving to LA. I've always talked about, you know, I'd watch the million dollar listings and I'm like, Oh my God, I want to sell those houses. You know, I love those houses. You realize I've never been in a multi-million dollar home until I got to LA. And that was my dream. I was that doofus real estate agent sitting there going, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. And she knew it. She knew it. And, you know, obviously prior to, uh, what happened and her diagnosis was, uh, she was in no way going to let me move to LA by myself and, and sell real estate. But I think with all this, like I said, it changed perspective, you know, and, and it's a different approach with life now. It's like, you know what, don't waste any time. If you want to do something, do it, you know, and that goes for everybody, you know, whether it be real estate, whether it be, uh, somebody wants to be a doctor or whatever, don't sit there and talk about it. Just do it. You're wasting time. And that's about what it's about now uh, with her. It's time. You know, we're not going to acknowledge that she's dying because we all know it. We know it. She knows it. But we're going to live whatever's left. Like me, if I have 20 years, if I have a good 20 years left, I'm going to live that 20 years. And at the end of which, I'm not going to look back and go, I should have done that. You know, I, ah, you know, Mm -hmm. because you don't want to do that. And she's got, 10 months. Well, she doesn't want to look back in 10 months and go, oh, shoot, I, I wish I hadn't have made myself sicker or made myself dead 10 months ago instead of now, you know? I mean, you're, you're going to die, but you don't, you're not dead yet. Right. And it's interesting how you said, I mean, the difference is she happens to know. She happens yeah. to know how much time we have. We don't. Right. right. And the fact that she's the one that's dying and you're the one that's almost, your life is opening up right now. Right. Is that through your own perception of it? Is that through your conversation? Is that, how did you come to this understanding? Yeah, you know what? It's, um, I think, I think those feelings were embraced when I lost my dad. Um, Within 30 days? Yeah. There's a 30 day difference. Yeah, yeah. Um, So what had happened um, is you, you get to a point where you can either, like I said, you could either let it knock you down or you can take it and run with it and, and make the best of everything. So I, I just, um, I'm not, I don't plan my life now, even though it's better, even though being in LA is better, uh, without her. It's not, that's not the focus. It's to make the best of what time I've got left. So how are you doing that now that you're after? How long have you been married with her? 17 years. So 17 years you've been living together, marriage, and now you guys are having a long distance relationship. Right, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know what? It's a, it's a lot easier, um, I think, with the love and support that we have. Um, with what's going on now, it's really made us... I, I think it's like we both realize that, you know what? I mean, I, I could have jumped ship 
years ago. Because you read a lot when um, men or women are faced with something like this, they they bounce. They're like, I can't handle it. I got to go. And I could have been one of those, you know. So obviously, it is for better or worse, is sick or important, you know. Uh, so it's, I'm here. I'm still here, you know. I was the guy that was. Uh, she spent like. Um, 21 days in the hospital from getting sick um, and to a point where I was actually providing parental care, you know, and parental care. Yeah. Like, you know, cleaning her after using the restroom and stuff. Uh, So it's like a lot of guys can't do that. A lot of husbands wouldn't do that. Uh, I think that even the nurse said that she was like, you know, I don't see a lot of guys doing that. But so I, I took that with me. Um, she knows I, I love my husband. I, he's fine. I'm fine. Um, I'm still going to go see her. Obviously I'm, I'm going to go and visit with her, but she knows this is something I want and she's very supportive. This seems to be part of her process as well as yeah. to make sure that you're okay going forward. Right. That her right. life ends and yours is an ending. Right. And that's what she's accepted that I'm not the one dying, even though I'm eventually will, but yeah, so it's a matter of, okay, now it's your turn. What do you want to do? You know, I just spent 17 years um, working a job that I, I didn't want to do. I mean, I made good money, but it's not what I wanted to do. She knew I wanted to be in real estate. You know, I, that's why I got my real estate license, and I was trying to do it the best I could part-time, and she saw it. She saw me struggling. She saw that, you know, there was clients uh, falling through the cracks because I couldn't do both mm-hmm. at certain times. And I'm sure that weighed on her. Um, but now it's like, she's like, no, you know, I, I can't do that. I can't ask you to die with me, you know? So that's, that's part of the love you guys got. Yeah. So what, what is she be, like? What is she doing now? Uh, she was working for a little bit. Uh, she decided to, she's just done. She's not working anymore. Um, she's visiting family as much as possible. She has a grandbaby now. And so she's really spending time with the grandbaby, um, just being with family and friends. What's her condition? Because I know she's off the chemo now. What's her, what's her physical condition? Like? Uh, she is experiencing pain, um, which is pretty common with your body deteriorating. Uh, and it is. Hers is. Uh, she's having, she's got a couple of wounds on her chest that need to be looked after. And, uh, you know, but overall, she's getting better. Uh, she does sleep a lot, um, but I think that's the pain because she's like medicated most of the time. You know, she does have painkillers and she does she does smoke marijuana, and so that that helps alleviate some of the pain, and she can actually rest and get some sleep and and eat. You know, I think I'm interested in talking about the marijuana and okay. how that works. I mean, I know how it works, but I'm not yeah, yeah. I'm smoking it right. for a much different different reason. reason. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just. Uh, what kind of relief does that actually offer? Is it strictly pain relief for her? Right. That's right. All. Yeah. And how yeah. much does it actually help? Uh, I would say since she started doing it, and she, she's doing it old school now. She's rolling them and, and uh, smoking them. It's weird that's old school. Like old yeah, school. right? Even yeah, I know. In college, I used to only roll out since I came to California. I'm eating like blueberry marijuana bears. Right. Yeah, vaping. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, vaping with a USB port. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, save it for later. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, I think it's probably improved her quality of life probably a good 60%. The, ma- the marijuana? Yeah, the marijuana. Wow. Uh, she's able to sleep a lot more, which helps with pain and, and the nausea. Uh, she's, because I mean, she would experience, what, three or four days of just feeling like 
crap. Post chemo or during chemo? Uh, post chemo. Post yeah. chemo. And so it would take her a good week before she actually kind of felt alive again. And then boom, another treatment and then back down. So she incorporated the marijuana. Uh, I mean, and, and we've done a lot of research. I, I, you know, I'd sit there while she's uh, having chemo and, and Googling things and they, oh, you know, we should try this and we should try that and uh, ointments and uh, everything. And it, I mean, I, I used to, I was at a point at one time where, I mean, I didn't care about marijuana or not. I, you know, I, I myself don't smoke it, but, um, you know, I, I never really thought that that would have been a direction that we should go. But after seeing what it does for her and, you know, the capabilities of it, I, I'm, I'm, I totally back it. I'm like, yeah, if you're experiencing that, do it. Right. Really, I'll go buy it for you. <laughs> you know, um, I know a couple of guys. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a total, total support of that. So. so it's easy to have an experience like you're experiencing and then, you know, you don't have any time to mourn for your father. It seems like you have a crazy grasp for life and an unbelievable perspective, which is why I wanted to have you on here because yeah. you're so happy. And yeah. <laughs> not that you shouldn't be, it's right. great. That's right. great. But it, right. a lot of people, you know, I know a lot of people in this exact experience, but a lot of people can go one direction. Yeah. And did you know that direction off the bat? What was the point where you guys, I know you mentioned it already, but was there, was it after the conversation? Was it something she said? Did you make the realization? Like what was the turning point to keep it up? I, I think it was after that conversation that we had. And what um, point was this around me? That, that was. How deep it, into it? It was, it was the talk that you have, you know, like if I go, you know, this is what I want. Right. This is what I want of you. And I think it was after that talk that, that she pushed, we that, yeah, she, she brought she up. Because uh, I wouldn't have, you know, because... Uh, you're not the one dying, so right, you're sensitive to that. Right, so, you know, I I, I am a firm believer now, because um, when I lost my dad, I, I was that guy that was always feeling sad, and then I'd, I'd feel guilty because um, I was thinking, wait a second, I shouldn't feel bad. Uh, my dad's the one who died. But, you know, the reality of it is, and a lot of people do that, they, they beat themselves up, for feeling bad and, and making it about them. And that's what I, I, I've come to realize that it's okay because the person that died no longer feels pain, no longer feels sadness. You know, they're not worried about bills. They're not worried about losing a loved one because they're gone. You're the one left behind feeling it. Right. So it's okay to make it about you. And I've always kind of was apprehensive of feeling those feelings. And then once this hit, and I, I saw it in her face. I, I saw, you know, obviously she was sad. She didn't want to, she doesn't want to die. Nobody does. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people steer clear of it is they think, well, I'm not going to talk about it, so I'm not going to die. Well, well yeah, you are. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. Face it now, face it later. You're right. And so I think once I saw that in her eyes, it was like, hmm, you know what? I can either embrace it, absorb it, and move on and move forward. Or I could let it take me and, and be that statistic where, you know, I shut myself down and, and I cry every day and I, I um, hate God for it, you know. And I decided, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that. Did you have that moment? Of- I did. I, I had moments of that. I, um, I actually had that at the very beginning when she was first diagnosed. Um, and it got, you know, she, I, I think I started really having that anger towards God when uh, I saw her hair falling out you know, from the chemo when she lost all of her hair and I, the reality of it. 
And then uh, I just, I, I started hating God and I blamed him and I was, I was blaming the world and I was like, why her, why her, you know, I, I, and I can't do that. How long was that period? Do you have any idea? Uh, I shoot. Uh, I, I probably. Can we cuss? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. He was asking very quietly and percent. Can I curse? Oh yeah. <laughs> Just let the record show. You can yeah. say fuck, fuck, whatever uh, you want. Okay, perfect. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I just, uh, I, I would say, damn near the entire first year. I, I just, Anger. I was, yeah, I, I literally would walk around, fuck you, everybody, fuck you. Did that reciprocate with her, like, and how you guys, had that affect your guys' dialogue and kind it, of relationship? It actually brought negative vibes into the house. Like, Based on your emotion yes. or hers as well, or did it mine, kind of blend? Mine, mine. Um, she's been strong from the beginning. She's had her moments. Um, There's periods of time that she fucking hated my ass. You know, she was like, you know, it's and I, and I think I, she's actually said, I could, you, you should have got this. Uh, all the energy drinks you drink, I'm like, I, you know, yeah, I should have. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah. said you should have. Yeah. Got, okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I mean, she went through her her period, and then uh, once it progressively got worse, I think that's when she let go. And me, I was still like, you know, screw this, you know. When no. it got worse, she let go. Right. Yeah. And you, most of the time it, it's funny because when I first, when we first found out and she was going through chemo and all that, and she was having those moments of bad attitude, I, I always had, I, I, I probably pissed her off more when I'd ask her, I'd be like, you know, in a situation like this, doesn't it mostly like bring the good out in somebody? <laughs> Not the evil. Yeah. Um, but it, I had to remind myself there's stages, you know, there's, there's that time frame that you have to go through to hate the world and everybody's going to do it. You just have to let it happen and let it go. I feel like that's just a life impression right there. Yeah. The more you let go of anything, it just, it just becomes easier. And I think people yeah. fight, even me, like I've resisted certain emotions. It's, you start questioning why I feel like this. Why am I angry? Why am I upset? And obviously, you know you're upset, but like there's there's weird emotions. Like why am I angry right, about right. this and that? But once you just let it go, like yeah. you guys did, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like like I'm sure you went through it. Uh, you know, when you lost your dad. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, that's it's just. I mean, once again, there's those, those basic emotions, and uh, I guess the similarities in the process of how it works, but it's just such a different experience with you because you're still going through it and she's still here right that's that's the crazy part right. so you're grieving right. the death of someone who hasn't died yet essentially right. yeah yeah that's what's a mindful yeah yeah you're grieving you're grieving when someone hasn't right. died in the anticipation right. that someone right. dies so it's a very unique situation to be going through a grieving process with someone together yeah when one of them is yeah. dying and and you have to kind of keep that mindset you have to remind yourself that if you if you start letting that take over you know that that grieving i mean because there's going to be a point uh that i'm going to grieve that i'm going to mourn i'm going to have to um you know like especially when she goes i'm, I'm going to have to do it in order to let it go um it's like embracing it you have to embrace it so you can let it go um if you fight it you're going to fight off more than you think you are so Sim, you're very clear on your grieving process does she have a grieving process or what kind of process is it when you're the one that's dying from from my um from how i perceive it i think she is going through it now and i think her her grieving is spending time with family and friends um she wants to make every second count 
you know, she doesn't want to waste time. She doesn't want to sit there and have a pity party. She she will not let me post anything about her on my social media. Really? She doesn't want it. She's like, don't you dare put me on your social media and ask for sad what about, shit. What about inspiration? She don't want it. She don't want it. She does not want it because she feels like that's a pity party and everybody's dying. So don't make it about her. I I respect that. Yeah, it's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And so I, I don't. I, I keep it nothing but me and real estate. Does yeah. she know? She thinks you're selling a house right now, or does she know we're talking oh, about Oh, she knows we're talking okay, about that's it. Okay, cool. yeah, yeah. Probably no, should show you some beginning. Lift the mic up a little bit, like in front of you. It's not one of those cool mics, like the mic's here. Oh, got it. There it is. There we are. Wow. <laughs> changed a lot. Maybe yeah. Pull it back a little bit. Yeah, Jesus. man. Yeah. Jeez. Um, so what, what was her what did, what was her perspective of having you talk about this? Because you know it's interesting to hear your perspective, and as much as it is her experience that she's the one dying. Yeah. You've learned so much about your life because before you said how you felt guilty, like why is it about me? Why is it about me? And it's almost like that's transitioned to your morning with her that you've become okay to make it about you and that's launching you off to your new life right right um she's actually very supportive she's she wants me to talk about it she wants me to be happy it's not one of those situations where she wants she wants me to feel like i'm dying too she doesn't want that she doesn't want to be treated like she's dying and i respect that i'm i i don't talk to her like she's dying i don't treat her like she's sick um, obviously there's days that she's hurting and, and I have to change, you know, gears to help her. But overall, I, she wants as, as normal as possible. It's interesting. There's a book you may or may not have read that I just started reading. So I'm talking about it from only a few chapters in Elizabeth Kubler-Ross wrote a very famous book, um, on death and dying. Mm-hmm. And the whole premise that I've read so far is about how all the, it's more like the hospital and then how the patients are handled with the care. Right. And everyone, there is like a, a switch there, how they're all handled like they're sick, which is part of it. They're, they are in there for their sick, but there's a different psychology behind just treating them like they're human, like as if they're not sick, you know, there's different sense of compassion right. in dealing with that. Yep. And she made that switch. Yep. I mean, of a sense that she just doesn't want to be. She's, she wants to live the rest of her life in peace. Right. That's a big fucking decision. So yeah. Like, like what, when do you when do you know? Okay, we tried all we could, and I'm just like it's not quitting. Like you don't. Like people say, oh, I don't. You never give up. At the same time, there is that decision of, okay, do I make the decision to live my life more comfortably, and remember me this way, right. or do I continue fighting? Right. Um. Like I said, I think I think it's different for everybody, but I think if I can if I can spread one great piece of advice is accept it. Just accept it because I know, and that's a, it's hard to do because we're programmed to avoid death, you know, and not not die. And Literally, your head, yeah. your head, your head can't even conceive your own death. No, at all, at all, and and it literally scares the hell out of people, you know, to think about it, but it's a reality. And if to me, um, as, on this side of the fence, I, had I not accepted it, I think it would have taken me. I think it would have taken me down too, because losing my dad and now losing her, it's like, I have nothing but you know, being taken away from everything's getting taken away from me. So, I mean, I just, I've, I've embraced it. You know? Is there a delay on the effect of how you felt for your, your father? You know what? I I can honestly say I don't even think I've yet to mourn his death. 
Oh shit! Might happen yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, so you want to hire me? <laughs> yeah, if you have any real estate needs, get me now. <laughs> yeah, do it before he's morning. Yeah, before because he fucks up your deal. yeah, I'm gonna <laughs> fuck that all up. <laughs> no, um, that's crazy though. I mean, think yeah. about it. Like it's it's just like a, a left right hook, and then you can't. Like, when do you mourn about? Okay, it's almost the thought of okay, he's passed. But this is actually happening, so right. you have no time. Right. Or do you? you? I mean, I guess you have time. I don't know. Do you? I I don't feel I do. I, I well, I, I I probably do, but I can't allow myself to. And and not because I feel there's anything wrong with mourning, because I think any everybody should. But I think everybody should do it their own way. Right. There's no. There's, there's no, no rule book. Right. Yeah. There's no. Uh, or is there? Text. Well, there might be. I haven't read that book. Right. I haven't either. <laughs> um, so the way I look at it is. Um, the way I'm mourning is I am going to kick ass in, in the lifestyle, in the life that I just just <laughs> changed my whole uh, 180 and, and choose a different life. Um, I always tell people, because a lot of people, they're like, oh, you're starting a new chapter. I go, no, fool, I'm starting a new book. <laughs> Page one. <laughs> so um, that's, that's, that's how I'm mourning. I'm taking all those emotions and I'm putting it in the life that I'm creating. If that makes sense. It makes an amazing amount of sense. It's almost as if you, the lessons you're learning through the process you've shared with your wife right. was kind of leading you to be even more bulletproof to handle right. your father. Right. Because this is just human. This is all human. This proves that we're all vulnerable. You know, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, just following you on social media and stuff and then the things that you do and, and your whole your whole personality and stuff, it's it's larger than life. Like I love it. I, I it's it's You talk about me? Yeah. Oh shit. Um no, I'm no I'm saying because it would it would actually intimidate most. Like they would be intimidated. They couldn't sit with you. And um the way I look at it is like I have a common ground with you. And I'm, I'm, I'm taking all my experiences and letting myself be human and personable, you know? So I'm like, you know what? I want to get to know you. I want to know you. I want to be friends with you, you know? So before, had I not experienced anything and nothing's changed my perspective of life, I probably would have shut myself out and not even showed up a rebel. Jesus. Well, that's very nice of you to say. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you got me on a little higher of a pedal stool than you well, think. Well, I mean, I'm just no, I appreciate that. Um, but that's kind of the that's kind of the take that I would hope that these conversations, hearing what you're saying and hearing with other people share their story, um, would run with if you haven't lost someone. That is a big take that I'm trying to get with all these episodes I'm shooting with all the people I'm talking to. Yeah. You know, you you were blessed in some sense, as fucked up as the scenario is, to make this realization because listen if your wife wasn't diagnosed if your father hadn't died what would your life be like and what would your perspectives be i mean as amazing as it would be to still have her there and your father here i'm sure you would choose that over this of course i get that but But, the different path that you're on now is incredible you you want to hear something i i don't think i would have changed it if this didn't happen right no 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 the whole outcome I wouldn't have changed anything. And the reason why, it's not because I, I, I want to lose my wife because I don't. I, I would give my left arm to keep her and I, I have no intentions of letting her go my, myself. Um, but I was that stereotypical guy that was living in that safe box and you know working a steady job, making 75000 a year, uh, paying my mortgage, paying off my car payments. I was that guy in the safe zone. 
you know, playing it safe, never really breaching out and breaking that box. Well, because of all this and knocking me off that path and changing my perspective, now I'm like, I, there, I don't have a fucking box. I'm not even in it. I'm like, pfft. There's no box. Well, right after that conversation, is that was it right after the conversation? You said, "Fuck it, I'm going out." Yeah, yeah. Um, we had that conversation before we hit record. It was just, yeah, it's amazing. That's what it, that's what everyone dreams of. You know, everyone's yeah. like, everyone yeah. dreams of not having the cancer and not people dying. But sure, everyone dreams of that moment of I'm gonna say, "Fuck it, I'm gonna stand up, I right. quit, I'm doing this." But right. for the most part, that's a decision that people just have to make, which is so hard. But you got pushed to realize it. Right. You got right. pushed to yeah. make this realization and say, "Fuck it." Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's exactly what I did. I, I literally quit my job that's and said, bad. yeah, and said, bye. You didn't, did, you, did you do it in some epic way? Or no? You know what? Um, I, okay. <laughs> Where is this going? Um, I used, I used the rebel and Ben McCall <laughs> against everybody. Uh, yeah. I was like this, this badass team of rebel wants, wants me on their team. See ya. You know, <laughs> you, you guys can keep your $250,000, uh, homes and your medium home prices. Fuck you. Yeah. You know? whipped it out. yeah there nice. you go. And here's your keys. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just, I basically, uh, took my uh, everything that was happening to me and threw it in their face and was like, "See ya." Still, I feel like that's when you cue the inspirational yep. music. Yeah, that's really cool. And then once yeah. again, that is that's the. Uh, I mean, as inspirational as it is, it sucks that you know this had to happen to for do you, it. for you to do that. And yeah. that, it's not, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just the card that you were dealt, and that's it. And you're handling it as brave as anyone I could have imagined in any way that I could draw it up. Yeah. So you know, to, to think about <clears> how you yeah. did it for people that you know don't fucking you don't have to wait no like you don't have to you really don't have to wait and it's like when my dad died at 12 it's a totally different thing in the sense that i'm fucking i still have to hit puberty and i'm not thinking about right. where i'm gonna go the rest of my life it's like i want to where's mario kart but just uh to see that spark and that she supports you and that she sees the bigger picture that's incredible because people in her shoes i can't imagine taking it that way you, you told me earlier that she's stronger than you yeah you yeah. know what I mean, in the sense that her mindset, like, right? I mean, she must right. be that she's dealing oh, with yeah. like this. Yeah, and and I I think that's why I can do what I do or I'm doing now is I have the mindset that you know she can go through all this and have that um, that. Am I allowed? No, Sorry. that was just I think you oh. yelled. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> if she can, if she can maintain that that perspective and that strength, dude. I have no reason not to kick ass. You know, I have no reason to cower down to these these billionaires out here that's wanting to sell their house or want me to buy them a $15 million home. The fuck that. No, I'm going to give it my all. So the a guy <laughs> now he's becoming a close friend, thank God. Um <clears throat> Gary Lelly, he's a great comedian and he was on an episode prior to this. Oh yeah, I saw that one. He um yeah, he lost his mom and he just it just relates to what you just said. When he gets on stage, he has a conversation with his mom, and he also says, "There's, there's nothing else that can beat me down. There's nothing else that I should be scared of." Right. So he's like, "I don't care if I go on stage. I don't care if I bomb. Like, what does it matter?" So it's almost the same mentality. Right. You go to these clients, or literally whatever you're going to do in your life, is you keep that mentality of, "I did, I dealt with this. What else? What else do you want to give me? Give me, give me your best shot. You know, what are you going to say? No. Oh, yeah. ooh, fucking next. You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, because seriously, I know that's this I, crazy. I've been handed the worst fucking situation that a lot of people don't want. 
And I know. And you look at you. You're here. And you're I'm in here. LA. You just got here. <laughs> I said, "Fuck it." And you're smiling. Yeah, you're fucking <laughs> smiling. Seriously, yeah. I mean, it's uh, it's interesting. It's always very interesting to see how people choose which direction they want to go. Yeah. And I always try to figure out. Hopefully, we'll we'll come to figure it out talking to you and talking to all these people. What is the underlying factor? I don't know what it is, but it's got to be pretty strong current. The fact that she's pushing you to do it. Yeah. You know, it's got to be a relief too, because what if she said, Oh man, stay here. Don't go to Los Angeles. Then after she passes, when you're in Los Angeles, it's always weighing on you. So you gotta, do you feel a sense of freedom? Yeah. I'm just like, Oh my, she's she's with me on this. Yeah. And, and I think that's why it was easier to do, you know, because I, there, there was no roadblock. There was no emotional roadblock saying, Oh, you know, Oh, you need to stay here. And, 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 stay in your box it was like no no go do it you know and i'm telling myself yeah i want to do it i want to do this this is what i want to do and, and you're doing it yeah so here that's I am. some big cojones <laughs> shit right there i fucking yeah. love it i i you know i mean and and that's like the only message i could give anybody is i mean whether you know it doesn't have to be moved to la and and sell real estate it just anything you know don't don't sit there on your ass and i want to do this i want to do that fuck do it you know don't let petty bullshit between someone you love or care about get in the way of you being so fucking stubborn that you don't want to talk to them stop yeah it's not worth it fuck we always think we have time we don't and you know it's it goes both ways i think we have time but at the same time we really don't have time at all like what are we waiting for even myself like I, i you know i work hard I have things I want to do, but at the same time, there's still always those moments where you you just kind of sit there like, what the fuck am I, what am I waiting for? We're always waiting for the perfect moment. Right. When the moment's never right. perfect. There's no. no good time to do, there's no bad time. It's just, you just do it. When you feel it, do it. Right. And it seemed like you just acted on it and you just did it. Yeah. And that's well, that's that's a great point. I mean, because this, there was no great time for me to move down here. I didn't have the money. I, I mean, I quit my job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't have any money. So my ass is like, Okay, and I'm like, pay my mortgage and then found a room to rent and dumped all my money into that so I have somewhere to stay. And I'm like, fuck, all right. Yeah, what are you going to wait till you have a certain amount of money? It's right. Like, okay, maybe that's, I, there's strategy to all. I get uh, sure, that. I'm not sure. saying just like take your clothes off and go streaking, yeah. but right. there's, of course, strategy. But for the most time, it's just can't action. overanalyze. Yeah, action. It's action. I was just listening to something on the way here, and she was, whoever she was, I don't know, it was on YouTube. And she just said, just when you feel it, do it. Like, there's so many times you get those inspirational moments and you feel like you want to do something and then you're like, I'll do it tomorrow. But then that's kind of dissipates. It's like yeah. inspiration only carries with you for so long, it's hard to maintain it. So when right. you feel something, do it. Do it. Yeah. And that seems like what I pray and it seems like you're going to do. You're just going to keep carrying that yeah. with everything you oh, do. Oh, yeah. Everything. Forever. Forever. And the rest of my I, life. I can't imagine. There's got to be moments, even in the future now, you might like feel a little lazy, but well, yeah. it's easy for you to just pull it in again and yeah really quickly really yeah. quickly i mean uh probably well shoot since i've been here um it i i was i sat in the room and i was working on that that deal and i would it was driving me nuts sitting inside i was like oh man i gotta i gotta be doing something so i was i was pulling disclosures and and, and doing all that. so i was doing something um but yeah it, it's like act don't don't talk about it i mean it's like these these people that oh i'm gonna start a diet monday fuck monday Today. Right, today. Why are you doing it Monday? It's like the whole New Year's thing. I get it. Like, it's good to, I guess, using New Year's as a motivation. That's fine, too. But yeah. it's almost like me. It's like, oh, it's December, the holidays. I'm going to eat like shit. But I'm going to keep eating because I'm going to use January 1st. Why not just start now? And now. Start now. Yeah. I mean, it's easier said than done. Sure. Because there's all these, you know, little obstacles emotionally and physically that we think about. 
But at the end of the day, that it is as easy as making a decision and just doing it. And we doing were it. given willpower for a reason. Right. To sack up. Right. And I'm talking to myself. I, I, I'm still right. figuring this out. I'm not saying <laughs> I'm like a, I'm not someone that's acting yeah. on this perfectly yeah. every day. I'm still figuring it yeah. out. But it almost is that easy. Like it's much yeah. easier just to say it. But is it really that hard to do? You just no. do it. No, it's not. I'm I'm living proof. I mean, to all those out there wondering, oh, should I do it? Should I? Yes. The yeah, answer you just is happen yes. to wait till fucking Fuck. chemo. God. Well, I know that I. Not. I mean. I, like I said, there's always something that'll change your perspective and whether it be something like this or something even uh, not as important or not as severe, um, use it. Yeah, don't wait for that, that catastrophic big, event. Yeah. I mean, well, it's a different thing. Like, it happened so traumatic for me, but it's kind of the same thing in a sense that you just, like that uplifted me maybe later in life, but that it had to take that one thing. And I always think if that big event, that big traumatic event didn't happen, who would I be? So it's like for people that haven't had that event, you're blessed to not have had that. Yeah. But don't fucking wait. Just right. do it, whatever right. it is. Fuck everyone else in the most polite, respectful way sure, possible. Sure. Be nice to everyone, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. don't worry about what they're saying. Right. And it's so cliche. Right. Like I'm writing like a cliche book right now, but at the end of the day, but it's you're, true. you're exhibit A and you just, yeah. you did it. And regardless of what the hell happens, you did it. You know that, right? right? So you, you you have no idea how many messages I've gotten from people going, "Oh my God, are you living in L.A.? I I'm so jealous." No I, shit. I don't like that either. Right. I, like, I, I try to get that jealous, like that feeling don't, of out of my vocabulary. Yeah. Why are you jealous? Yeah, we put all you this can weight. live here. There's plenty of room. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll sell you a Is house. There, though? I don't know, there's a housing crisis. Here, so, <laughs> so maybe even when I come to LA, stay where you are. Yeah, yeah, just stay there. And definitely don't shitty. get your real estate license. Yeah, yeah no, no. everyone <laughs> the mother has a real estate license. Yeah. Um, but no, man, listen, I I feel like we can... I wish I had a bottle. I didn't bring any alcohol. Um, but thank you so much for coming on here. Uh, yeah. I think your perspective, your wife's perspective, uh, without even having to speak to her, is just truly tremendous and I hope that whoever's listening one, two, 20,000 people doesn't matter will pull something from this and yeah. let it stay with them for a long yeah. time because yeah. use it I mean if you've got it in you let it come out I mean just act that's just act baby we're gonna leave it on that so yeah. thank you again Lionel for being yeah, here thank you for having me um, if you don't want to hire me for your real estate services you can go to him that's okay I promise you that <laughs> same, te- same team <laughs> <laughs> same team baby so, yeah. but uh, if you guys what is your uh, if anyone's listening to this far what is your Instagram if people want to find you uh, Lionel P. Arthur uh, is my my name on there uh, the username um, you can find me under Lionel Arthur it'll pop up it'll, it'll you'll see my my happy little mug for my headshot from the website so maybe we'll use that happy little mug for the instagram post when we there you go <laughs> all right man thank you it's been a pleasure yeah thank and, you uh, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of dead talks Ciao. Okay, thank you